This is a journey in faith, food, and fitness. You're listening to the Man of Fit Podcast. Does this church body have a responsibility to help foster personal growth? Should the church be growing with the times? Why you should always affirm leadership's teachings with the Bible. Come, listen, and join the discussion. The Man of Fit Podcast. Howdy, friends. Welcome back to the ManFit Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Jesse. Jesse, say hi. Hello. How are you? I am good. I am excited to sit here and talk about more mindset, but I am going to be vulnerable and just discuss with you and saying, I'm a little nervous about our topic today with the mindset, the church. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I can understand that. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, the church, the 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 church, everybody has opinions about the church has gone through lots of different changes over the course of history. The church has had lots of different positions. Um, but today we're not speaking from like an elder's point of view and we're not sitting here and saying, this is what needs to be done. These are, we're just talking about opinions of how the church and the mindset that we believe that Christ intends us to have uh, when we go to church as uh, members of the body of Christ, and then also uh, the actual church and parting upon its people, not necessarily discussing the foundational like rules or foundational uh, stepping stones, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you nailed it on the head. The the big thing uh, we want to make sure the listeners understand is that, again, like we talked about last um, last episode, you know, we're not ordained by any means. We're just uh, two, hopefully, uh, faithful men seeking to uh, grow their steps um, closer to Jesus um, and trying to just um, help their families grow. And that comes with an understanding of, you know, what our role is in the grand scheme of, of the church and what we should expect from the church um, in their role in helping us with those steps. Um, because there's many, many uh, churches out there that unfortunately are, are um, you know, led by um, pastors who, who may not um be truly following under the guidance of the Holy Spirit and have led kind of their beliefs, uh, well, really let, allowed society to lead uh, the beliefs of their congregation to change from biblical, biblical um, foundations. And so that's really where this uh, episode is coming from, like just trying to uh, shine a light back on those biblical truths that are out there. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the first thing, who is the church? You know, like, let's put a definition of what we're talking about on who is the church. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great place to start, I think, because really, when we think about the church, we kind of immediately think of a chapel. We think of the the steeple, you know, -hmm. know, uh, we think of a cross on every wall. Yeah, yeah um, the stained glasses, um, the pews. We think of where people go to to come together, and while mm-hmm. that is the church, um, or while that is discussing. the church, it's not the church. Should I say um, the church um, is actually the body of Christ? You know, it's those believers that across 
um, different denominations um, in the Christian faith, but unite under um, the common uh, unity of Christ and the belief in Christ. Uh, that he died and resurrected. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so my church likes to say, you know, say, you know, in the essential beliefs, uh, we have unity. Um, in non-beliefs, non-essential beliefs, sorry, we have liberty. And then in all other beliefs, we show love and grace. So basically meaning that beliefs about God, beliefs about Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, uh, the Bible as itself, so as, as humans, uh, salvation, eternity, and the church, beliefs about those should be uh, universal across denominations. And yeah, that's fair. different beliefs about um, the spiritual gifts, eternal security, uh, stuff like that are kind of more up to um, interpretation interpretations because it's not as well um, established too, or yeah, given in the Bible. It's not clearly delineated. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's where we're coming from. So I think we need to, to definitely lay down that foundation and, and understand that even if you're a church of Christ member, if you're a Methodist member, if you're a Baptist member, y'all are still part of the church of God, you know, yeah. you're still Christian. So yeah, a lot of times I feel like, especially growing up, it was, Oh, you're a Methodist, like I'm a Baptist, <laughs> you know, like there's a, I, we know better than y'all. Y'all just don't know it, but really that mm-hmm. was na- naivety, ignorance on my part. Um, and we're really in this together and we need to, to really understand that. Yeah. And I, I, I couldn't agree more. There are some things that we can stand by and others that we give grace. And then there are other opinions that we disown. Um, but the purpose overall, whenever I look at the church, which, I mean, you discuss the church building, the area that the tithes go to, the place in which people gather, it's just a structural entity. And that structural entity literally has no value other than being walls that encompass a group of people of like-minded intention and have similar opinions and want to fellowship and discuss things. For, For me personally, the church is a group of people that have one direction, a directional mindset, and want to uh, be effective and to facilitate and live life with each other. And so you don't need um, a big building. You don't need a steeple. You don't need an organ. You don't need pews. You don't need a coffee shop. You don't need books. You don't need uh, shirts. You just need people that love Christ, that love uh, each other, and are willing to walk with each other in the ups and downs. And in some ways, I would sit there and say in modern day, the premise of this in this opinion is also called small groups. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we see that a lot more uh, nowadays. I think from when I was growing up, we had uh, Sunday school classes, but, you know, at least the church I go to now, there's kind of like no Sunday school classes. There's school classes. Um, but there's what we call life groups and it's really mm-hmm. a core group of individuals or families that, um, are kind of coming in with the same, like you said, the same, uh, goal in mind. And that's to do life to, with each other, to help each other grow in our steps, uh, with Christ. Uh, you know, going to your point in Matthew 18, uh, verse 20, you know, Jesus says that for where two or three gather together in my name, there I am with them. So, 
Um, all you need is two or three coming together in the name of Christ, and you're essentially the church. Yeah, you could be at your local coffee shop, and yeah. two or three of you are gathering together, discussing the word, praying with each other, and thanking God for the opportunity and the freedom to speak with each other. And that's church. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, part of church goal is to uh, praise the Lord and to uh, worship Him. And so that's done together in fellowship. Uh, that can be done by yourself, but um, that's part of the main purpose of, of the church of coming together is to give you encouragement to kind of face your day-to-day lives um, and kind of give that glory back to God. Um, the other you know, um, purpose of the church is to be an example to the world, um, you know, and to the family, do what? And to the family and to the family. That's right. Um, you know, Jesus goes on to tell us in Matthew 28, 19, 20, uh, to go and make of all nations, nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son, and the Holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I, I am with you always to the very end of age. So we're, we're clearly given a command to go out and kind of make disciples um, throughout the nations. And, and that can only happen from a place of um, security, from a place of encouragement um, to really step out in that faith. And that's where the, the church kind of comes along and helps lead you into that um, and, and helps guide you. And, and that's the main one of the main purposes of, of going to the building of the church is to have a leader that can step into that role and give it to you or help you. Yeah. And I mean, just piggybacking on you right there, we got to stop and say, who, who leads the church? It's not the pastor. It's not the elders. It's not the person handing you the pamphlet. It's not the person holding the bucket that's asking for tithe. It's Christ. And yeah. so when you look at the church, Christ is the center and the Christ is the guidance and the counselor for where the church can go. The church is uh, directed in reality by a pastor and a group of elders. But the crazy thing is those people are human. They're Mm going to fail. Everybody Mm -hmm. fails. And it's okay that everybody fails. Because if there was a person that didn't fail, then we'd have a serious problem with scripture. But Uh, Christ is the only one that's never failed. So therefore he's the perfect picture and he's the perfect leader. And we're just trying to imitate. And so when we look at the church and we look at the pastor who is guiding the church, he should be leading to what Christ wants us to be. And I think Jesse, you were talking to me about how, how to sit here and see if a pastor is taking us the right way or is like, following scripture the other the other day so yeah um, yeah i mean you definitely um one you have to be um mindful prayerful uh for yourself you know we're encouraged um to be ready uh you know the wolf comes in the night to kill still and destroy mm-hmm. um, and like the like a guard um at the door we we need to be alert waiting for the master to return um so we, we get that clear kind of image from christ that we're supposed to be alert and the only way to really be alert is to understand the signs understand everything uh, that Christ has uh, foreshown and, and foretold, um, and that's by reading reading the Word, being in the Word, understanding the Word. Um, and, you know, 
that you really need to, um, in my opinion, you really need to be testing and retesting uh, kind of what we talked about last episode. Um, what people say, what we say, test and retest it with scripture. You know, we're not prone uh, to make mistakes. Like Jay said, you know, we were not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. What we're talking to you right now may not be a hundred percent accurate. It's from the research we've looked at from our understanding. Uh, this is what we believe. Um, and, you know, from Paul, Paul in uh, Acts 20, 28 through 29 t- tells us to be, careful, uh, pay careful attention to yourself and to all the flock. Um, well, he tells us, but speaking to, to leaders of, of the local church and what, in which the Holy, and he says, in which the Holy spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained, uh, with his own blood. And he said, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, uh, not sparing the flock. Um, so we are, have a clear warning that there are going to be those coming into the church, into the people of God, um, looking to um, devour, to capture the church, um, not yeah, sparing and, anybody. And, and just kind of giving that a modern day view, it, it's po- people that are literally trying to come in and disrupt the unity and disrupt the direction and with without scripture or without um, spiritual direction that would be in line with the values and foundational uh, pillars of Christ. And I mean, there's also in reverse first John four, one through six, where it says beloved, do not believe uh, every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God for many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, uh, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the they are from the world. Therefore, they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess the next question would be, you know, how can you tell um, if your leader, if your your pre- preacher, uh, your pastor, um, is elder? elder if they're leading you from a spirit that's from god from christ or if they're leading you from the spirit of the antichrist um and really it's kind of a simple question do they point you to christ or do they point you away from christ you know in genesis 3 uh which is the chapter of the fall you know the devil will twist the words uh, given from god to cause you to stumble and point back towards you or point to something else that doesn't point to God. Um, and so what, what do we do? How can we tell, you know, if they're pointing us to God or not to God, because it's going to be very slight. It's not going to be, you know, very out there open saying, you know, don't follow him. He's the Christ, follow this person. You know, it's going to be little things out there. Um, and again, like we spoke about earlier, the biggest thing that you can do is get to know the God of the Bible. 
Um, you know, Second Timothy three sixteen through seventeen tells us that all Scripture is God breath. It is used useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, uh, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So we have to know uh, God's word. We have to know the Bible to know what God wants, what God thinks, what He expects, um, and what's to come. You know, He gives clear picture of the hope that the restoration that is to come to the world uh, moving forward. And I mean, that directs us right into, he calls us to be the light of the world, like in Matthew 5, 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anyone except to be thrown out and tampered underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Yeah, I mean, that's beautifully um, spoken. I mean, the word is... Or red. Yeah, the word is beautiful. <laughs> Beautifully spoken because that's from the Sermon on the Mount from Jesus. Yeah. So um, one of my favorite uh, passages. Um, I really like it because he, you know, Jesus said he came uh, not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And we see in that great that uh, sermon that he is explaining the totality of the law and, and how he is coming to fulfill it and how we can um you know, work to try to fulfill the law, even though we're imperfect and we'll never be able to fulfill the law. That's why he came. But, um, you know, given more depth to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back, you know, we've talked about the church. Um, we talked about, you know, how we should really hold, hold our leaders accountable, but what, besides holding our leaders accountable, what can we do to step into, um, helping the church with a growth mindset and helping others in the church. You know, we talked about the life group and how we're doing life together with other members. So like besides just looking at the pastor, we need to look at ourselves and look at others and, and, and take responsibility for our role in the church and what we need to do to help cultivate a growth mindset. made this far into the episode thank you so much for your support Uh, i hope you're really enjoying the content so far we are excited to announce another giveaway to kick off season two Uh, we are giving away dr myron roll's book uh, the two percent way dr roll is an ex-nfl athlete turned neurosurgeon and credits his success to the philosophy of making small improvements each day in order to enter the giveaway all you have to do is follow and join the manifest podcast group on facebook then leave a review on your performed streaming platform. You can find further details in the show notes below or on Facebook. Now, back to the episode. So welcome back to Manifit Podcast. We just finished talking about the church and kind of what scripture says, what the church is, and um, how the church kind of looks and the role of the pastor Um, Now we're going to kind of discuss the mindset of 
how we're supposed to be walking into church or how we are supposed to be amongst church. Um, I do want to sit here and say that it's predominantly a building mindset when you go to church. You're always looking to engage. You always are looking to build. You're always looking to create relationships with those around you. And that's because God intended life to be lived in community. And like my church, one of the main mottos that they live with is reaching people and building lives. Like there's nothing really speaking about like actual like scripture in their simple motto, but their motto is what Christ is. The great commission is to reach people to build people up is what church is. And so when we look to go to church and to have a growth mindset, we're looking to sit here and build each other up. And when we build each other up, we've got to have a growth mindset. What do you think, Jesse? Yeah, no, I think you, I think that's exactly, exactly the point. Um, You know, you kind of stole my thunder there a little little bit, you know, the great commission uh, being our, our foremost, you know, calling, is to go out and make, um, like I said, disciples of all the nation um, and baptizing them in the name of Jesus and the Holy Spirit um, and then the Father. But um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, going a step further, further with that, it's not just, you know, engaging and, and being there to encourage someone. Um, it's also, you know, being truthful and honest and vulnerable with yourself and allowing someone to do that to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing we say, or our pastor will say at our church is um, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. It's not okay to stay not okay. Huh? Um, so you can, you can have it. You don't have to have it all together. You can, you can be struggling, but if you just hold that in internally, um, then one, you're not doing yourself a service. You're shutting down the spirit um, and stuff like that. But two, there may be someone out there who may be going through the same thing, or they may be given a message, a call. Um, and if you're not open to that inspiration of the Holy Spirit given to that person, you can be robbing um, them from kind of the work that God's doing for them. Um, which in turn could be um, to help you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it, it's two parts. It's it's being there to help others and then being vulnerable and allowing others to help you too. That, that's, I, I love the way your pastor puts that because my pastor puts it a little bit differently, but the same premise. And that's super cool because he sits there and says, it's okay to not be okay. But what we want you to do is you we want you to be open to let us serve you so that you might find your way back. And yeah, that's, um, awesome. that's so true. It's like, it's okay not to be okay. And the church should be the place that you need to go to because the church and the group of people there are the ones that are going to reach back out towards you. And that's, that's what we're talking about. When you go to church, you're not being just served. Um, you are going to have ups and downs in life. And that is called life, Um, because if you don't have the valleys, then the peaks don't seem so great. And if you don't have the peaks, then there's nothing but just plain old Texas plains. (laughs) When you're looking at church, 
there might be weeks in which you go and you're just struggling and that's okay. And you should allow yourself to sit here and be loved on and allow yourself to be um, rejuvenated by the spirit from others. Um, And when we're talking about a family, fathers, you're the head of the family spiritually as in accordance with scripture. What better place than to take your family than the place that wants to serve and love on your family? Yeah, I mean, that's so rightly put. Um, We, I think we fell um, as a society because we think that everybody who steps into the church or everybody who claims to be a Christian has it all together. Yeah. Um, And that's where so many people kind of step away from the faith or are get a bad viewing of people of faith is because they see our struggles because mm-hmm. we're, you know, people are, are, are honest people. People, people will always fail um, and will always show kind of themselves to others, especially the closer you get to people. Um, so, I mean, I think one, we fell as a church, as a society, because we try to put ourselves above um, you know, quote unquote, non-Christians, because um, we have a hope that we believe in. And so we think that I think on a, uh, on a scale, I think as a whole, we may think that that puts us above people. But um, two, we, we try to hide our imperfections um, so that people won't judge us. Um, and not that you know the church is a place of judgment, um, but it's a place to come and, and get encouragement and get help for those areas that we are struggling in. Um, you know, I think you see it all the time um, where these great uh, pastors, they, uh, you know, end up something coming up, some scandal or something. And you were like, man, um, they, they seem like they had it all together. And I think one of the biggest things that the enemy does is try to make us feel like we're alone in it. And mm-hmm. that we have to hide it from other people mm-hmm. um, versus being open with that struggle or that temptation um, and help and learn t- to use scripture and use truth to overcome that. Um, and use others. And use others. Yeah. And so that's what we need to be um, in the church. That's what we need to look to be is, is an opening body that is in there who's vulnerable and honest with ourselves so we can be vulnerable and honest with others. That's you, you can't, you can't describe a church body better than that. Um, I think the last thing that I would probably sit here and say uh, to the listeners is the way that you have heard us talk about the church and how we interact with people at church, that same respect, same level of help, same level of vulnerability should also be seen in the family unit. Um, Parents, you're not perfect. You know you're not perfect. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to not show that your vulnerability to your kids. Um, Yes, you are the authority. Yes, Scripture does tell kids to listen to their parents, but Scripture does not say parents you need to put on the persona of perfection for your mm-hmm. ch- child. Um, you have to be vulnerable with them. You have to sit here and say, hey, look, 
I messed up, but this is how we're going to make it right. And then you follow through with that. And then you also sit here and you implement that to your kids. And lo and behold, your kids will become more vulnerable and open with you. And that's where you want. That's where the help happens. Um, That's where you're able to intervene. That's where you're able to encourage. Um, But you can't stand on a podium of greatness um, in front of them. I know you want to look like the the greatest thing in your child's eyes. And trust me, you will look even greater when you overcome the hard things. So as, as you look both at the church, look at your family unit as well and understand your role in that, whether you're a husband, whether you're a wife, whether you're a kid. Um, And all of it is through grace and mercy. And, and all of it is also through study of scripture and none of it, is through arrogance and pride and perfection. So um, with all that, I ask that y'all tune back in next week so that we can continue our discussion. Uh, If you want to reach out to us, we have our email at manafit22 at gmail.com. And then you can catch us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, Jesse, you got anything? Uh, no, I, I was just going to say that um, to your point um, that you just made at the end, you know, some of the, the people I admire and respect the most are the ones who um, ask questions or say they don't know the answer. Um, and they're, they're willing to be honest and truthful, but they do the work to figure out said answer. They don't yeah. just leave it at that. Um, and, and that's kind of the big thing is, you know, um, test, retest um, in scripture, you know, look it up for yourselves and, and come to your own beliefs and understanding based on the guidance of the Holy Spirit uh, to to find the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well put. So, as always, may God bless you and keep you. And I hope you have... A great rest of the week. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Manfit Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Manfit Podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we continue our focus on establishing a growth mindset in our daily lives.